0: Holla, 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 holla. It's episode 30 of White Heat coming at you, presented by Gazital Media. Sponsored by our good friends at Mohawkana Honda and Johnstone Supply. But speaking of Johnstone Supply, little backstory over the course of my busy, crazy fucking weekend that I just came out of. <laughs> um, at the end of my events of Friday night, my, uh, my car wouldn't turn over. And as I was sitting waiting for uh, my mother to come by and help jump my car, I began to realize how goddamn cold it's been getting out. Because Hmm. I don't spend a whole lot of time outside just chilling in the cold. I don't know about you, JJ, but it's finally starting to feel like winter around here. How about you? Yep.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. a little bit.
0: Mm, Just a little (laughs) lot. To the point where we got some... Some snow flurries and mixed precipitation and ice and me no likey. And in the midst of all that, it reminds you that, hey, you know, we got to make sure the heating in our homes is pretty good. And then on top of that, I talked to a referee for one of my basketball games I announced this weekend, and yep. he was telling me how he kept, how he, he wouldn't usually do this, but he was keeping his cell phone on during the game because his furnace blew out that morning.
1: Oh, God, I know what that feels like.
0: And he did it, uh, and it happened on a Sunday morning. So naturally, kind kind of hard to get somebody to come by and take care of things for you. Yeah. Well, we know somebody who can take care of you. Johnstone Supply in Troy, they can make sure your home is safe and warm this season and for many seasons to come. Goodman Furnaces back in stock, not only made in America, but they're also the perfect blend of efficiency and dependability for wherever you may live. And also don't forget, hey, clean out your air filters before your friends and family visit this coming, whether it's this coming weekend for Christmas, Boxing Day, if you celebrate that, if you're from Canada. Hey, buddy. Hey, if you got Kwanzaa coming up, you're celebrating that. If you're celebrating the new year in a couple weeks, you know, you want to make sure that you're having fun of those holiday parties without risking the air quality that you and your friends and family are breathing in. So make sure you can find out about the ways to purify the air in your home and adjust those air filters before those big holiday events by connecting with Johnstone Supply in Troy, by visiting them at 6th Avenue in Troy, or you can give them a call 518-272-5922. George, Tom, Kev, James, anyone from that crew is ready to offer you the best recommendations for the season. Again, call them today, 518-272-5922. Or you can just go by and visit them at the store, Sixth Avenue in Troy. And if you want to find out any more information and see all the great five-star reviews they got, go check them on Facebook.com and search for them under Johnstone Supply, Troy, New York. That being said, though, Mr. Alexander, Mr. JJ, how was your weekend that we just finished up?
1: Uh, it went okay. Uh, uh, so I got my, uh, I got, I got my booster shot on Saturday. Mm. And I got mm. my booster shot.
0: Hey, picking and, up uh, any any free Wi-Fi?
1: <laughs> no. And amazing, I, apparently I didn't get any, like, bad side effects. Like, I got, like, a little tiny, like, soreness and a little dot on my arm. Um, my advice is take a Benadryl before you go and drink a bottle of Pedialyte after you get your shot. I was fine. Um, unfortunately, my sleep schedule sucks, so Like, I didn't, like, I, I came home, took a nap, and then I was awake for... 26 hours mm. so i kind of had a mental break last night and i'm pretty sure it had nothing to do with the booster that was just because i'm a <laughs> but it was funny because you know like oh go ahead. go
0: ahead oh i was just gonna say that um you know uh, through the course of getting vaccines and booster um but uh, yeah i mean uh, just like you the the only side effect I mean I don't know about you with vaccines but at least for the booster and the flu shot only effect I really had was like you mentioned the little bump on the arm um, yeah. and the other the other trick too if you want to do something before the shot do what JJ did um, if you want to do something after the shot the other the other uh, trick I, I've gotten this is from my wife who it works in a uh, pri- a, uh, a primary care physician's office Um. If you are getting the vaccine or booster within a couple hours after getting the shot, take Tylenol. Yeah. And now prevent the day after headache that a lot of people complain about. Mm -hmm. Yep. So just, you know, inside tips from Mr. Katie, Mr. Alexander here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And last week was a, it was a nice little thing. Uh, There's, uh, I don't have a lot of holiday traditions, but there's one thing that uh, I never miss. And that's, uh, so my old high school, um, every year the, the concert choir does their holiday concert and, uh, every year it always ends the same way as all the, is the combined choirs get together and they sing, uh, hallelujah from Handel's Messiah. And that's been tradition since I was a freshman and before. And so they always invite the alumni to come back up on stage and join in. Yeah. So I was a choir boy all through high school. And, uh, I, I never miss, I've never missed it except for last year because they didn't have it. And so me and like, there's me and like a group, like, uh, like five friends from high school that were all in choir together that always like keep tabs on each other. And we like always make sure that at least a few of us are there for that. Like obviously schedules don't always match up, but we show up, my choir teacher's still there. Um, And like, she's always happy to see us. And it's, it's funny because, um, during COVID, she just decided because she was, they didn't do choir because obviously like you can't do choir through zoom. Um, she let herself go gray. Like she had been starting to go gray and just kept covering up. So she let herself go gray and it looks good on her. That's what we told her. And then what's really funny is her son was there. Um, her son's actually, actually a teacher at my old high school now too. Um, He graduated with my nephew that I raised. So it's like, it's, it's weird feelings, feeling old on so many levels, especially because the year I started my freshman year, September of my freshman year, she was eight months pregnant with that son. So.
0: (laughs) Don't age yourself at all. Don't, don't, don't do that at all yeah okay yeah
1: her son was born in 1994 i will give that to you as the Uh, yeah i'm old do the math friends do the math um Uh, yeah i graduated in 98 (laughs) i'm old
0: oh boy oh boy oh boy yeah (laughs)
1: we're we're
0: not too far apart um, and I've got
1: I've got another like nostalgia story, but I'll leave it for the end.
0: Yeah, I uh if my high school had a choir, I would have been a choir boy too. Because I, I did love singing growing up. Um That's funny. It's good that you have that, because like I I don't I don't have I don't have any I mean I guess you could say that the one tradition I guess would be that my mother's side of the family usually does something on like Christmas Eve. But like yeah. I wouldn't call that tradition. It's just that's just how the calendar works out typically. I don't know, I don't know. But, um well yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I see I like hearing that story because um you know it it kinda reminds you that about what the season's really about. Yeah. You know, reuniting with people you might not see a whole lot and keeping tabs and all that. Like I feel like that gets lost a lot considering the and with without going down the rabbit hole, I'll just say the commercialization of the holiday. And I'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I th- I think you and I agree, so I'm just gonna leave it at that and move on. Um so let's get into pro wrestling because god damn it, that's what this fucking show is about. Um so New Japan. Um <laughs> Uh, I, I'm. I'm a little. I got
1: nothing.
0: A, I'm a little lost. On, like I, I understand decisions that have been made. Um, as far as I understand why, to degree, I understand why the team that won World Tag League won, as far as they. At least I would assume they didn't want Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. That's the assumption I'm going off of. But for the team to win... be Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto... to me... is telling me... one of two things. (laughs) Either A... New Japan has essentially gotten to a point where they're punting on their tag division and basically following, for lack of a better phrase, and this is going to sound mean, but it's honest, a a WWE style of booking their tag team division, more or less, at this rate. Mm -hmm. Or they really just don't have any talent investing into the tanking division which i know is not correct because right. you still have god together right and you still have factions where there are certain combinations that make sense and can bring a gate in exactly this is not one of those teams mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you want a team that a is going to help bring a gate in and b look seem like they're going to be some kind of formidable challenge. Now, I'm not saying that Ty Chains, X-Saber Jr. are like a modern-day LOD or demolition, (laughs) but they're also no fucking slouches from the bottom of the card. So, to me, you're not giving me, and you can tell me if I'm totally being out of place on this, but this this is a feeling I get out of it. You having Goto and Yoshihashi win World Tag League does not give me any sense of drama into what could potentially happen in the tag division in the coming weeks and months. Like you're not giving me anything to hope for. You're not giving me anything to think about. You're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants and booking out of your ass at this point when it comes to that division
1: they are and it's it's because it's because new japan is in this in this stupid little swirl of trying different shit that isn't working where like remember i said last week i was amazed that the god wasn't like in the tag league and it's because obviously whoever wins world tag league gets their title shot at wrestle kingdom god have become like taker at wrestlemania With Wrestle Kingdom. They have the streak. And they've never been beaten. So they wanted to be like, well, we can't do G.O.D. for the tag titles again. Because we're going to have to keep the streak going. But God knows what they're going to do with G.O.D. now. And so instead we get this like mishmash freaking tag team match that it'll probably go like 45 minutes. But eh, who cares? I
0: will get to that in a second because it's gonna be part of night one of Wrestle Kingdom. They officially have announced the card for night one. Um well, it's just like you're not you're not telling me any story here. Like there's this you're 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 not like if there's a way if I'm not saying there is one, but if there is a clear path and checklist of how to Endure yourself once again to the Western world, aka US fans, mm-hmm. aside from what you're doing, New Japan strong. This is not part of that checklist, it's right. not part of that pathway. Um, now it's not to say that necessarily we want God coming in and just running rough shot and just killing everyone, right? Which we just want something interesting to invest in, exactly. And to me, and obviously to you as well, there, there's just no interest, there's no storytelling, it's just fuck it. They're, they're, they're in fucking mode. Yep. They're booking the tag division in fucking mode is what they yep. are. Um, And then the other part of it is, now I'm not shitting on them having Kuromo Takahashi win Super Juniors, but if you saw everything that had been going on the last 24 months within New Japan, with injuries, storylines, etc, yep. and saw the list of competitors going into super Juniors, you'd have considered a fucking idiot for not at least saying Takahashi was going to make it to the finals, let alone win the whole thing. right because that's just kind of what they've been directing us towards is Takahashi on the road to recovery, getting the, shaking off the cobwebs, getting back to where he was before getting. Um, that unfortunate injury, what was it against Dragon Lee, I think it was?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: I think it was a Dragon Lee match, I remember correctly, yeah. and then ultimately finding himself back at that pinnacle again. That's just the story they've been telling, so you saw it coming. Um, it was the Triple H WrestleMania
1: 18 story.
0: You you took, yes, exactly, <laughs> yes. Yes, and if you don't know the story, number one, you're not, you're, 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 you're just not Uh, Like, come like, it's like, (laughs) I, 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 if you don't know that story, then you don't know anything that happened in wrestling before two thousand five. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, I'm I'm not mad at it. It's just like, okay, cool. We, We 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 went down the predictable road. Fine, we can live with that. Um. So just real quick, um, Wrestle Kingdom, a night one card has been released. Uh, they kick off with um, a time battle royal during their kickoff show, which is done every year. Yeah. Um, but then they get in the main show and they're going to have a uh, a rivalry match to start off between Yo and Sho, the former okay. tag team partners of Roppongi 3K.
1: You see... And that, like, it's a grudge match. That shouldn't be the curtain jerk.
0: Well, what do you... Okay, so maybe there is one other... Ma- one... All right, so the next two matches okay. could have been the curtain jerk. Um, okay. So your next match is going to... There's two six-man tags back-to-back, which is where I get to... See, if you're... You can... Call me crazy. Um, when you're booking and laying out a card, obviously it, it, it gets hard at times to not have singles matches back to back, especially if you're doing like a special one night tournament. It you know it is what it is. But in the case of a show like this, where you have a lot of fluctuation between a the kind of matches you have and b the varying stipulations in a match, whether it be the kind of title being defended, so on and so forth, Mm -hmm. or extenuating circumstances within the storyline, you have a lot of flexibility to work with, especially a super card of this magnitude in Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. To book six-man tag matches that, unless I'm being totally obtuse and not seeing it, They both have no real story behind it except for, okay, these guys are in this faction, these guys are in that faction, let's just throw them the fuck together.
1: That's usually the case.
0: There's no purpose in putting six-man tags back-to-back on this card. Right. And you could have just as easily had one open, do Yo and Show second, then do the other six-man tag, and then lead into what I believe are five title matches in a row to wrap up the card that night. And I'm pretty sure it's five once I get through it. Jesus. It's four or five. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, Like, there's a way. But anyways, um, the second match as announced is uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Taguchi, and Rocky Romero against Kenta, Taiji Ishimori, and El Fantasmo. And then match three. The other six-man tag is Lij versus United Empire with not, uh, Naito, nah. Sonata, and Bushi. Uh, Bushi, excuse me, against Jeff Cobb, Great O'Conn, and your best friend Will Osprey. Um, so that's that's the other six-man tag.
1: They should have never the- put that stable back together. Then,
0: I'm sorry, it's not five title matches in a row. This is. This is the other non-title match of the evening. Which was partially announced during the, the finale night for World Tag League and Best of Super Juniors. And I want to get your opinion on because it's something we haven't touched on yet. So it was teased that Katsuyori Shibata was going to make a special announcement the night of the finals of World Tag League and Best of Super Juniors. And the announcement came out to be, which I would assume... You're on the same page as me. Assumed this was going to be the announcement. Um, yeah. he's making an in-ring return at Wrestle Kingdom against an opponent we do not know yet. It's been unnamed t- at this point. Um, I have a, f- I had a feeling about it. But that got shitted on when I read the second match on this card because the obvious guy I was thinking of was Kenta based on yeah. Shibata brought Kenta back to the States after leaving right, NXT right. as a day with Tommy right. and that whole shit show when Kenta turned on him to go to Bullet Club. But obviously, that's not happening. Does anyone off the top of your head make sense for this match?
1: Ah. Uh. Unless they do, like, the tried-and-true New Japan thing where there's, like, a big surprise of, like, a, a New Japan veteran that comes back in. Like, but they usually do that during the freaking Battle Royals.
0: There's like, only... And I literally just thought this thing off the top of my head. I might even say it's a logical name because I don't even know if he can get into the country.
1: Because
0: um, <laughs> I don't know what has prevented him from appearing on New Japan shows in Japan in recent months. Mm-hmm. But I'm mm-hmm. going to throw a name out there because A, it's somebody that hasn't been in Japan-based shows in months, and B, it's one of the bigger names they have on their roster. Could Jay White be a
1: possibility? That is a possibility.
0: Because it's a it's name appeal Right. It's a talent, and right. it's somebody that hasn't been seen in the country of Japan in, in a long time.
1: Right. My only other thought would be, um, is Suzuki booked anywhere on this shit yet?
0: Minoru is not booked on the show that night.
1: That's a possibility.
0: I could see that, too. That would be a good one, yes. Um. Plus, it's it kind of seems like the role they're putting Minoru in, like, he's just kind of the... The old mechanic, special match, yeah. The spe- and he's 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 the specialty match of the evening guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like you, you're you're not gonna book him to be the guy, but you're gonna you're gonna book him in a place where he can still right. shine and have a spotlight.
1: If they were gonna book him to be the guy. They would have done it two years ago, like correct when he was on that hot streak. Now he's just he's a mechanic, and he's there to make the other guy look good. Right.
0: Um, And then we get into the second half of the card, which is the four title matches of the evening. Um, The first off being the Never Openweight title, Ishii is going to defend against Evil. Uh, Then we have the World Tag League champions, Goto and Yoshihashi, getting their shot at the tag titles against Mm -hmm. Chi and Zack Sabre Jr., which we've already kind of gone over. Uh, And then we have El Desperado defending the junior heavyweight title against the winner of the best of super juniors Hiromu Takahashi. Takahashi. Hmm. Um, Which, as a note by the way, real quick. Because I did not mention this. The one thing I do find cool is when you look at the previews for matches, New Japan gives you head-to-head records if they exist. Yeah. Between opponents.
1: Yeah,
0: Ishii is four and one against evil. Mm-hmm. Um Tai Chi and ZSJ are two and one against Godo and Yoshihashi when they faced off. Okay. Tanahashi and Desperado were two and two with a draw, but the only time they've met in a championship match, Takahashi won. Yeah. So that's intriguing. And then finally we get to the main event, which we've known for a while now. Uh, Takage defending the IWGP heavyweight title against Okada, where mm-hmm. one guy is going to bring out the new belt, Okada's going to bring out the classic IWGP belt, and then the winner of that match will face Will Osprey on night two for the who will bring belt. out <laughs> for <laughs> his I'm the real world champion belt. Like, did
1: I just realized something, and I don't, I don't remember if he's injured still. But where the fuck is Kota?
0: I believe he's still injured, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Um, because that that injury happened what during the? Oh yeah, it was the finals of the G one. I remember because they because it was him versus Okada, and he got hurt. Oh, during that's right. during that's the right, finals, that's
1: right. right. Um, I wasn't yeah. sure if that was a legit injury or a work injury.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's gonna be. <sighs> yeah, I, I think he's gonna be out for a little while longer. At least okay. there, there hasn't been any news about a return yet. Yeah, um, or any rumors even, let alone news. Um, so that's that. Um, night two card has not been released yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, we know one match, obviously, like I just mentioned, Osprey right. versus the winner Takagi and Okada.
1: Right.
0: Um. Let's see if there's anything else. Um, they have planned out a a, a junior tag title uh, three way mm-hmm. with Tiger Mask and Robbie Eagles defending against El Phantasma and Ishimori, as well as Rocky Romero and Taguchi. I can tell you which one of those things doesn't sound like the other.
1: <laughs> um, they also, Why oh, are ha- any of these new members of Chaos going to be at Wrestle Kingdom? Shh. Shh.
0: <laughs> Um, and then obviously they have the stardom special match that they do every year at Wrestle Kingdom. Um the the we didn't draw the short straw tag match, basically. Uh. If you remember that from last week. Mm-hmm. Um they appear well, I mean the cards are actually pretty much already booked there from the looks of it. Jeez, I didn't even notice this. Um KOPW. Can you what <sighs> i mean, gonna sound like an idiot. What's KOPW? Oh, apparently they're having a four-way match. I I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, there's yeah. gonna be a never open uh, six-man tag tag title match. Show yeah. Takahashi and Evil gonna defend against Yo Yoshihashi and Goto. So you're taking two matches from the night before and combining them. In, that's nice. Um, well, not too. That's matches, usually you know what I they mean.
1: end up doing. Like. To fill in time on on night two of Wrestle Kingdom.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Sonata against Grado Condom singles match. Nato against Jeff Cobb. That could be entertaining. Yeah. Um, they're gonna have a U.S. title match with no disqualification. Interesting. Kenta defending against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, and then the main event, like I mentioned, Osprey against the winner of Gokata Takagi.
1: So. It just does. Uh, nothing really sticks out to me on this. Like the last couple of Wrestle Kingdoms, like two years ago was the retirement of uh, Liger, and that was the big draw. Right. And then last year was the um, was the unif- What do you call it? Last year, no. And that was all. Two years ago was the unification of the titles. Right. And then last year's what was the draw last year? Because I, I remember I ordered it. And I remembered I stayed up. Now I don't remember why. <laughs> Ooh. um,
0: let me see here. Because I remember is... well, I wanted
1: to see the God when the tag titles again. I remember that. Um. Oh, because it was um because Coda was getting his title shot finally.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But then they fucked yeah. up right after that and flipped Coda heel for no reason.
0: Right, he beat Naito. That's right. Talk about the difference between 2020 and 2021. Yeah. Do you remember that your best friend had somebody in his corner that night when he faced Okada? He did? Mm Mm-hmm. Give you a hint. They're not together anymore. And she's in NXT UK.
1: Oh, fucking. um... What's her name? I'm forgetting, but Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Her. Quite a difference a year makes. Just, just yeah. a little bit.
1: Yeah. By the way,
0: this is the second year in a row Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. are coming into Wrestle Kingdom with the tag titles. I did not even notice yep. that.
1: Uh uh-huh. huh. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Um all right, so that, that wraps up New Japan. Um so now we're gonna get into uh some real fuck show stuff. Um so I'm going through <laughs> doing my show prep today because
1: Lord knows I,
0: I've had a busy weekend and will I'll I'll explain at the end of the show because it's actually something cool I wanna tell everyone. Um So, Lord knows I've had a busy weekend, I and I usually don't even bother watching Impact because I don't like watching D-rated wrestling. Uh, But I'm going through doing my show prep for today for this, and find out, these fucktards (laughs) decided to do a second edition of a show they called Throwback Throwdown. Uh, Something that I did not even know had a first edition of, first of all.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: uh, Second of all, I had no fucking clue what it was until I brought it up to J.J., and he told me what it was, and I wanted to turn and vomit into this small garbage can in this office. Yep. Um, JJ, would you care to explain what the fuck throwback throwdown is with Impact?
1: They basically decide to do what their thoughts are on fucking what Southern classic wrestling was. And this comes from, like, the fact that, like, fucking, like, Scott Demore thinking that because he watched some old episodes of Smoky Mountain and some old episodes Mid-South figures, oh, we'll just put together this fucking show. And, like, literally, like, people come out in different gimmicks, not as who they are, and they do, like, classic, quote-unquote, wrestling angles. Like, the, the, the one that stuck out to me the most from last time was The North came out as some other fucking name tag team, and... They ended up laying out Scott Demore, who was under another name and doing the Bill Watts flag on the cowboy gimmick with the Canadian flag over him. And it was awful. It was God awful. And like, they got to the, cause like you can tell that they lit like there's certain things you would hear like in like WWE documentaries about like studio wrestling. And so they made it look like studio wrestling by having like, one row of fans on each side. And then there were fans painted onto the walls. Like it's terrible. It's just got awful. You're on mute.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I want, I <laughs> wanted to collect myself before I, did you know, did you know there's a, I don't know even though what the fucking name stands for. Did you know there's an, like there's a legitimate name for this? "Quote unquote" wrestling company
1: that they impersonate. Oh fuck! What was it? I remember. I have right in front of me. I have right in front of me.
0: IPWF. What the fuck is that supposed to be? International Pro Wrestling Federation. Suck a dick. How about that? Um, (laughs) I mean, just listen to these fucking names: the mysterious Mister E against Duke Winchester. Um, yep. I mean, it literally looks like any of the guys that were in WWE around the time of whatever the fuck that was that they did on the network. Um,
1: the, um, um, the, um, Southpaw regional.
0: Right, 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 like right. Uh, basically thing about just recording those was, gimmicks.
1: Yeah. The funny thing about Southpaw regional was it was literally just promos and they never actually had any matches. Um, let me guess. Let me guess. The Good Brothers played Chad Too Bad, and uh, what the fuck was the name of his partner? I forget.
0: Sex Ferguson, maybe. Yes, yeah. Sex Ferguson started this. Uh, well, first off, Winter War '84 was that. Then was that the name of the first supposed show they did last year or something?
1: I think last year's was. I think it was Winter War, but I don't remember.
0: <laughs> right, well, they, they showed a bunch of shit beforehand, I guess. But I mean, okay. you got. Guys call themselves Chad Too Bad and Bill Ding. Like,
1: uh, <laughs> oh God, that's bad. But yeah, because I remember Gallows was Chad. T- no, not Gallows. Anderson was Chad Too Bad, and Gallows was yeah. the, the other one. Sex Ferguson. Oh my God! Do you want to know who was Bill Ding? By the way, who? Well, let I me guess. Up. Was it fucking W Morrissey?
0: No, I feel bad oh. for this guy. It doesn't even it, the name doesn't even fucking make sense for him. It was fucking Trey Miguel. God damn it.
1: Like, and the thing is, like, that right there, there is the crux of why no one this, none of this works. And it's nothing against Trey Miguel. I think Trey Miguel's talented. You would never see a guy that looks like Trey Miguel in an old Southern territory.
0: No. And then there was a debut of a music video with the Rhythmic Warriors.
1: Oh, gosh. Uh,
0: Johnny Swinger and Mikey Singer. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. And then they faced some dudes named Sunday Morning Express. Oh I don't they were
1: instead of the car- Midnight Express. Oh god, that's terrible.
0: And the their their name the names of the guys on that tag team were Editor in Chief and Ace Reporter. I mean oh my god. Oh my <laughs> god. They're,
1: oh my god, Sunday morning express is a newspaper. Oh my god, that's so fucking bad.
0: And then there were guys named Rip Razor with a manager named Rusty Iron. Boy! Frank the Butcher, which was Rhino. Oh, my God.
1: I think Rhino oh. played Frank the Butcher last year, too.
0: Rip Razor was Ace Austin. What What the fuck are we... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Then they had a ladies' match, Georgia Cobb against Lady Bird Johnson, which were Jordan Grace and Havoc. I... Oh. Quincy Cosmos and Giuseppe Scavelli. What, 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 uh, uh, uh I, I'm not even going to bother going through the rest of this show. I'm done. I'm, I'm fucking done. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm ashamed I even read some of those names. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> and the, the sad part is the actual impact show wasn't a whole lot fucking better. Um, <laughs> You got Josh Alexander opening the show against Rohit Raju. Who the fucks winning that? G, I wonder.
1: Right. Um, I mean, Rohit was he he was in the X Division title picture for a while, like, but that was like a year ago. No one's gonna think he's, yeah. You know, after Josh Alexander won the title for ten minutes or ten seconds, like, right. no one's gonna fucking yeah.
0: You got Joe Doring and Doc Gals against Swan and Willie Mack. Gee, I wonder who's winning that match. Right. Uh, John Skyler against Trey Miguel. Let me think about who's going to win that match. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Um, And then Steve Macklin attacks Miguel after the match. Gee, I wonder why. (laughs) Um, Chris Bay beats Laredo Kid. Shock. They announced Mickey James and Deanna Perrazzo at Hard to Kill is now a Texas death match because fuck all.
1: Because they already Um, haven't had a bunch of gimmick matches with them.
0: Right. Um, they have to figure something out for the knockouts tag titles at Hard to Kill so did Tenille beats Jesse McKay um, and then they do the contract signing for that horrible triple threat match they're going to have for the yeah. impact title and Chelsea Green gets knocked out accidentally by her fucking Mike downs. Cardona I saw that <sighs> oh This is why I don't fucking watch them anymore (laughs) There's nothing to watch
1: I I was singing with my choir that night So that's why I didn't watch
0: it It's either A, predictable Or B, not predictable But in a bad way Right Like There's a reason you're on access Yeah There's a reason you've fallen from the glory days Of Spike TV
1: I mean granted it's not as bad as when they were on What was it? Pop TV that no one top TV
0: destination America if you remember that short time suck a dick my god I mean you want to talk about like think about that's like think about the think about the regression of this company they went from having a region uh, having contracts on a regional basis with Fox Sports National when they first started
1: yeah, Fox Sports, and they were on at four o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday.
0: Yeah, and to the point, and they were so new and thought it was so cutting edge that they had legitimate time limits. Would have the names of the opponents at the t- in a top bar with a clock counting down the time limit. Yep, I I vividly fucking remember that because I think oh, yeah. one of the one of the first shows I watched for them that was well that was on Fox Sports. I want to say it had Monty Brown. Oh yeah and i don't know why but monty brown just stuck out like a
1: cuz fuck- monty brown was a fucking star yes and i like to this day i
0: still fucking remember that mm-hmm. and i want to say another one of the first shows i watched had a very young aj styles mm-hmm. like fuck you and then you went from that to spike once wwe left spike and you became mm-hmm. the replacement mm-hmm. which Fine. That's still a good workout for you.
1: Until and, they brought in Bischoff and Hogan and they said we're gonna go head to head on Monday nights.
0: And the bottom drops out.
1: Yep. I mean oof.
0: it was the thing is it was a it was a quick fall from Grace. And they've just gotten to be comfortable in the gutter. Like they don't <laughs> It's like, hey, we know we're trash, but we're comfortable being trash. <laughs> Which is not something you like to hear. <laughs> Usually if people are trash, they at least aspire to get out of the gutter. They aspire to climb the ladder out of the sewer and make it to street level. But they wouldn't even bother trying to climb the fucking ladder at this point. They're just I'm like trash. <laughs> they're, they're, they 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 they, they, they just lay there with the, the the rats crawling around and the fucking banana peels everywhere, and say, "Yeah, this is home. I like it here." I'm trash. Fuck the street.
1: Sorry, I don't have any pipe cleaners.
0: No, you're fine. You're fine. I'm I, trash. I, I appreciate the Pixar reference. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, goodness yeah, me!
1: And 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 to to wit on that, I remember. Because when they went when they switched over to Spike, because when they were on Fox Sports, that was when I first started training. I remember like that was like I had to get like an honesty, it's my trainer said they had to whip the mark out of me um to make to realize on certain stuff. And then like so we sat there and like, you know, because I was learning, you know, like when I started, I was just doing commentary and I was learning about how to book and how to, you know, write out storylines and all that stuff. And when they started bringing in all the ex WWE guys and I was sitting there and that's, and sat there and was like, they're turning into WCW. And you saw a lot of people on the internet saying that as well, but it was like, no, you just don't know good wrestling and TNA, blah, blah, blah. You know, when they made Christian, their champion, they're like, Christian's a fucking star. Like, no, he's not. He was always a mid Carter. He'll always be a mid Carter. The only reason he got a world title run in WWE was because Edge retired, and let's face facts: he held the world title, which was never really the world title. But they just they started spending all their money on XWWE guys and XWCW guys, and just over-inflating the budget, and they ended up failing. And we're seeing that same thing happening again now. And no one wants to admit it. No one wanted to admit it when it happened with TNA and <laughs> into the dumpster. It's happened before. and No, happen again. I mean, TNA impact is still fucking doing it. Trying to make stars out of people like Steve Macklin and Matt Cardona.
0: Number one, your mini Christian rant sounded like Paul Heyman calling out JBL and saying the only reason you were champion for years didn't is want to work Tuesdays. Didn't want to work Tuesdays. That was kind of funny. Um, number two, I mean, you're not that far off. It was a woman playing around with daddy's money. Right now, you have a son playing with daddy's money. It's yep. not that far off. It's really mm-hmm. not. Um, which is funny because that's a great tease, JJ. Because we're about to talk about AEW.
1: Ain't hey, that some when, shit. Remember when Tony Khan said we have real contracts and we don't cut people's contracts short and then he fired the head coach of his football team a week later? That was fun. When was that? Oh, yeah, that was last week.
0: Well, then again, his the head coach of the football team was kind of asking for it.
1: Still, I don't give a fuck. Motherfucker said we we are the only people that have real contracts and we don't fire people who we have under contract.
0: Is it also kind of sad that the head coach of that football team? For those of you who don't know, follow football, by the way. The name is Urban Meyer. Go Google it. He's had a hell of a twenty twenty one. Is it is it kind of, is it kind of intriguing though? How the, basically the highlight of that dumbass's less than one year run in Jacksonville was the appearance he made in an AEW show backstage during a brawl between yep. what was it, the Pinnacle and uh, uh,
1: the 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 inner circle inner
0: circle. Because Jericho came in and wanted to use a laptop and Urban Meyer's like,
1: Fuck it, here you go. Right.
0: <laughs> oh Christ almighty. And your
1: 15 minutes, baby.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why not be in your biggest 15 minutes because your football team didn't do shit. <laughs> um,
1: because Tony likes dogs.
0: Listen, Urban Meyer got had more success in a bar with having a young lady sitting on his lap while he's still married than he did on the football field. <laughs> anyways, we're really breaking the fourth wall and breaking Google at this point. Again, like I said, go search Urban Meyer. Urban, like you think, U R B A N Meyer, yep. M-E-Y-E-R. Look up the 2021 he's had. Not a very <laughs> good one. Um anyways, AEW. So bah. I have one, two, three. I have four notes to bring up. Um but- Well, first off, before I say that. (laughs) Thank you for reminding me. I need to bring up my notes. There's four notes. I'm assuming you made notes from Dynamite and or
1: Rampage. I didn't watch Rampage, but yes, I need notes from Dynamite. I have notes from Dynamite. Okay. So what I'm going to do
0: is I'm going to give you, because two of my notes are behind the scenes notes. Quotes from interviews, so we'll get to those last. The other two have to do with stuff that was – actually, I don't – I think the – I'm not sure if the second note I have actually was announced on Dynamite. It might have been announced on Rampage. But anyways, before we get into the stuff from Dynamite and the one note of clear relevance that I want to get to. Okay. So, during the week, and again, I don't remember if this was on Dynamite or Rampage, they kind of sort of not really finally gave out details involving the Owen Hart Cup. Oh, they did? Which, which apparently now, they're going to have two cups. There's a men's tournament and a women's tournament because we're not overdoing tournaments in AEW at all. (laughs) Um. So basically these tournaments will happen in the month of May and the finals of both tournaments will occur at Double or Nothing which is their Q2 pay-per-view that usually happens Memorial Day ish weekend. Yeah. Um so those are details so far. Obviously they have 4 months to reveal participants and stuff, but that's what we found out so far. They also found out that at Double or Nothing when the winners are when the winners are proclaimed they will have Owen's widow um at least no wait is it her Martha is her wit is is his widow yes. right yes okay Dr Martha Hart will be in attendance and delivering the cups the trophies to the winners so. And I know you had something to say about this when they first announced this even happening. And... So, we've taken a 20... By the time this happens, it's going to be... Holy shit. He, wasn't his death in May? Yeah. So, we've taken a... By the time this... By the time Double or Nothing happens, we will have taken a 23-year journey from... Owens fall to his death in Kansas City at Kemper Arena to Martha and I'm not sure if the kids are quite as brainwashed as her, but we'll just say Martha and the kids Oh, Jizz. Hating the business to now Martha not just signing off on a partnership with AW with the company and her foundation For in Owens' namesake, Mm -hmm. but tournaments occurring in his name Mm -hmm. and being in attendance at a wrestling show to present the trophies to the winners of those tournaments. Yep. Now, I understand it's been 23 years and there's the phrase of time heals all wounds. But doesn't this... Feel I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna give a specific word because I don't want to go too overboard with the way I describe this. But doesn't this feel just slightly kind of
1: dirty? Very, because this bitch said on Dark Side. I will repeat what I said when we first heard about this. This bitch said on Dark Side of the Ring, she wants nothing to do with wrestling, not with WWE, with wrestling. And then Tony Khan went, money, and she went. I meant WWE, not wrestling in general. Bitch. I'm just now.
0: Let me, let me. I'm, I'm gonna preface what I'm gonna say real quick with something. The first wrestler I was a fan of was Bret Hart. The first family I fell in love with in wrestling was the Hart family. I loved Bret. Obviously loved Owen. As I got digging back in the wrestling logs when I first started getting to wrestling, loved the Hart Foundation, both the tag team and the stable. So love Brian Pillman, love British Bulldog, love Dynamite Kid when he was tagging with him. Like, mm-hmm. my 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 start as a wrestling fan is deeply entrenched within the lineage of the Hart family. Right. But this just uh, this is what you're alluding to. This this feels like a money grab for the sake of a money grab, mm-hmm. and it's almost uh, fuck it. I'm going to say it because it's what I'm doing. What I'm want to do this. What I'm what I'm doing this podcast for, and it's also why I have you on because I know you're not afraid to say shit. I feel like Martha is shitting on Owen's memory more by doing this.
1: Yep. Then by, then than by the Indian in the fucking any, Hall of Fame.
0: Right. Like, this is, like, I, I get what she's trying to accomplish, but the methods being used to accomplish it is so fucking backwards. Like, let me put it this way. After all the bullshit that happened in the immediate months following Owen's death, mm-hmm. you mean to tell me WWE wouldn't bend over backwards themselves to try and make something happen in Owen's memory? Exactly. Like, you wouldn't think Hunter would want to sit down with Vince and Martha in a room and say, Can we talk this out? Can we make something work? You don't think they would bring in fucking Natalia to sit down in that room to try and figure right. shit out? Or TJ. Right. Or fucking, uh, oh Christ, uh, oh, Harry. Because well, that's
1: the thing. Like, that's the thing. She yeah. doesn't even talk to any of those family members anymore because and, she hates wrestling.
0: Like, she put herself but, on an island all by herself for no fucking reason. And now she finds herself essentially contradicting everything she ever said for 20 plus
1: years. Exactly. Cause in this, in this amount of time, like the whole thing is like, oh boy, we're going to get an Owen Hart cup and Owen Hart's going to be in a video game. You realize how many fucking video games Owen could have been in for the last fucking 12 to 15 years as downloadable content that she could have been getting royalty money for, for her fucking foundation. You're on mute. You're on mute.
0: Sorry. And like, here's the funny thing. Like, like you, you say all that and like. So, like, if you present that to mother, it's like, well, it's it's not a money grab because, yeah, I could have done all that stuff. I'm only doing this because like, she'll make up whatever fucking excuse. Think of it this way, hon. If you really, if you are really trying to push the foundation and do XYZ in your husband's name, wouldn't it make sense to just Embrace a mon- like the money grabbing you could have done. Right. Like and not only that, and I'm sorry, think of the level of money grab you're doing here, and then the money grab you can do in the previous 10 to 15, 20 years with WWE.
1: Bit of a difference. Right. Bit of a fucking and difference. The thing- Right, WWE could have been like, listen, all the proceeds of this, that, and the other thing go to the fucking Martha Hart Foundation every fucking year. That this, and, this this is, and this is beyond video this is beyond the game
0: Right? It's beyond video game shit. Like, right? I don't even want to begin to I don't even want to fucking, even begin to think of the fucking money that rolls in from WWE Shop.
1: I don't even want to fucking think. Right. Right. Oh, but there's Owen Hart. There's Owen Hart shirts on pro wrestling tees. They had to open up five new locations to start fulfilling their orders. Like, I, I don't know. It, I'm. It's fucking narrow-mindedness and narrow-sidedness for the sake of smiting the fucking company that you keep claiming murdered your husband when it's been proven that it was a fucking accident.
0: <sighs> I'm... I don't know. I'm just. I there was a. I had a certain level of disgust. Like, like when the announcement first came out, I didn't allow myself to really sit and think about it. But the more I had a chance to really soak it in over the weekend, in the midst of everything else I was fucking doing, um, like the more I sat and 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 was sulking about that announcement about the tournament coming up, the more I was like, "What the fuck is she doing?" Yeah. Like, like, like. And let me let me flip this too, by the way. I know you're you're trying to do as much as possible to piss off the people in Stanford. But don't you feel a little dirty doing this? Right. Like, this is like aside from a certain name of a certain wrestler who committed a double homicide and suicide in Georgia years ago. This is like the other piece of forbidden fruit out there in the business, right? Like, there's there's been two forbidden fruits: this and that, and that other guy. Like, yeah, like that was two things you don't touch and fuck with. And Tony said, "Fuck it!" Like, like, yeah. And 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 the and like, are we at a point where that other forbidden fruit? Maybe now. This is me maybe stretching it, but we also at a point where maybe. Because he also got like, because he kind of has the crew. This guy worked with at certain for a lot of his career. Does Tony go into that other forbidden fruit eventually? And just he really might be have, stupid enough to do that. <laughs> like, like, do we just say morals? Fuck morals! Like, is, is this the point? Where, like, the place we're going to in AEW?
1: Well. Considering the fact that a large contingent of AEW fan base are the fucking, fucking keyboard goblins who say, well, we should really just look at the in-ring work and not the person. I bet he fucking would.
0: If they looked at just in-ring work, Warrior would have never been in the Hall
1: of Fame. But that's WWE, that's not AEW. Uh,
0: uh, well, I'm just saying. Not a... <laughs> Not everybody that gets the WWE Hall of Fame necessarily had in-ring work.
1: Well, yeah. Just putting it out there. Um,
0: fuck all, man. Just I, I, like that—that that should be like the big headline I make for this show. AEW has no morals. Like that—that yep. that should be the headline of the fucking show right now. Yep. Um, I'm. Uh, I, I, like I, I get more and more disgusted the more and more shit that's being done off camera with these guys. Yeah, and I don't have anywhere else to go with that. Yep. Um,
1: kind of like that no, little. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, no, go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, what you're saying. Kind of like that
1: little skirmish over the weekend on Twitter that got deleted.
0: I was busy all weekend. You will have to. In, in I sent to... it to
1: you in your messenger. I sent you the screenshot. Oh,
0: with uh, what was that uh, with
1: Cora Jade and Darby.
0: I saw the Corey Jade part. I don't think I read close enough to read the Darby part. Hold on. Let me pull this up. Oh Okay. So. So. Uh, okay. So apparently there was a core. Was it really a. Did they really have a. Did Darby Allen and Cora Jade really have a skateboarding match first of all? Or is this just a fan?
1: No. That them? was a fan said we should have Darby versus Cora Jade in the skateboard match.
0: Oh, okay. So Darby posted a video just him skating. And then some fan was like skateboarding match.
1: Yeah, and And then oh, then Darby said, "Yeah, Darby
0: says skating is a huge part of my life, not a fake character for TV." LOL. And then, oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, Uh Corajin replied with, "Being a good person with no abuse allegations against me is a huge part of my life, and not just a character I play on TV." Wow! Wow! Gigi hasn't gotten in her head at all. Fucking shit. It's not wow. even
1: Gigi, dude. Darby has gotten me too'd almost as many times as fucking Joey Joey Ryan, but AEW keeps sweeping it under the fucking rug. God Damn. There's a reason I fucking talk shit about Darby all the time. And it's because he's someone who does not belong on fucking TV because of how he has abused women and how so many women have come out against him. And they're just like, nope, didn't happen. Nope, nope, because he's got face paint. So, nope, we're, nope, we're, we're, we're going to ignore it. You know what? Because usually wasn't even have... one of the people that spoke out against him.
0: You know what? I may have shit on Corey Jade, the character, but Corey Jade, the human being. Fucking <laughs> bravo. Good for you, girl. Good yeah. for you. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Good for you. Shit. I didn't even see I didn't even get to read it that properly because I just saw the Core Jade tweet. I'm like, oh Christ, what did Core Jade say? I didn't even fucking get the Darby backstory until just now. Yeah. Fuck
1: off. Good on you. Yeah. Good for you, girl. You go. Well, um that yeah. just sticks up where AEW has no morals.
0: God damn. Um now let's get into the one note I have specifically about Dynamite, and I'm sure this is one of like the first notes you have.
1: Well, yeah, considering it took up half the show. Under, <laughs> norm-
0: under normal circumstances, as my tongue is turning blue from the juice I've been drinking during this show, motherfucker. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I'm starting to look like the great Muda.
1: Anyways, um, I'd go with George Animal Steel.
0: Uh huh, huh huh. All right, right. (laughs) nicely done. Now, under normal circumstances, normal circumstances, there is a uh, an old school wrestling fan in me that wouldn't have a problem at all with the kind of match and result we got out of that first hour of Dynamite. Again, I stress under normal circumstances. However <laughs> need I remind you, one of the <laughs> first fucking things Brian Danielson did in A.E. W was a time limit draw with the then champion Kenny. Omega. You fucking did exactly. twice in less than four fucking months. What the fuck? Now, I'm not saying you should have had Danielson win. Less than
1: four less than two months.
0: I'm not saying you should have had Danielson win. I'm not saying you necessarily should have had anyone win outright. But to do the same exact thing Mm-hmm. Is basically you telling every fan to drop trow, turn around, bend over, and take it, because <laughs> we like fucking you. <laughs> what? What, what? What? What are we doing? <laughs> and JJ's laughing because I'm pretty sure it's the exact same fucking thing he wants to say, more or less is what the fuck pretty much
1: pretty much because i i've got a lot of thoughts on this because number one as we reached the 30 minute mark on tv i went this is going to go to a fucking draw and actually a friend of mine actually predicted it even before that he predicted it like five minutes into the match here's the problem number one you opened your fucking dynamite with it it's the title match and it's your opener
0: yes the fuck bro that's the other end of it like that's the other
1: end of it like Having having Danielson versus Kenny as the opener, number one, didn't make sense either, but at least it was non-title. This but it's shitting your entire match.
0: second half of the show. It's completely exactly. fucking your entire half of your show because now the only place you can go from there is down.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, side note, because I know I'll probably forget it while I'm going into this, but anyone who keeps comparing this to Flair Steamboat, fuck off and die. Um. So, <laughs> well, except Jim
0: Cornette because we like Jim Cornette.
1: He didn't even compare it to Flair and Steamboat. He
0: said it, it well. He didn't give it a true comparison, but he he said it had it had uh, what what's the
1: nuances? Like it wasn't a, it wasn't
0: a carbon copy. It had nuances. That's that's a good word to yeah. use. It had it had yeah. certain nuances to it that felt like Flair Steamboat.
1: Yeah, yeah. but anyway, I'll be completely honest. I was bored to tears watching this match. Everyone's saying like, "Oh my God, this match is amazing." No, it wasn't. Fucking fucking, hang and page five moonsaults in the first 20 minutes of the match. Fuck off. Like, no, it was boring. And then the whole picture in picture they fucked up on and they showed like, the guys just said, uh, we're going to picture in picture. And then it just shows him like, shows page taking a breather outside and the cameraman holding him a bottle, hanging him a bottle of water. Like, fuck off. Like, seriously, terrible, terrible, terrible. And then we're getting it. I'm just like, and then, like, cause of the, and they're like, Justin Roberts just said over the timekeepers. I'm like, really? So, yep, we're doing a time limit draw. Here is the ultimate problem with the booking, like, okay, because number they painted themselves into a corner because they didn't want to make Page look weak because it was his first title defense. Number one, that was their problem. There, he should have defended the title before this. But at the same time, they're like, oh, well, D- Danielson's on this undefeated monster streak as a heel, like, because we just decided to flip him heel for no reason. Right. Like, if you were going to do the time limit draw, you should have kept Danielson babyface this whole time. Here's how the entire fucking thing should have played out over the past month Danielson wins the Eliminator Tournament. Mm-hmm. He tells Hangman Page, I want to have a fucking sportsman like match. Fucking build it up as baby versus baby in the mayor of Hogan versus warrior. Have them do the match. Have it go to the 60 minute time limit draw the following week on dynamite. Have Danielson say, I want a rematch at the pay-per-view at fucking uh, the the Q1 fucking uh, the revolution. Yes. Page says, I would like to, but AEW states that people don't get an instant rematches because they don't. Because that's this is the the corner that they painted everyone into. Danielson pleads with Tony Khan. Tony Khan says, I'm not changing the rules for you. Danielson then snaps, turns heel, says, fuck this, and starts taking out the Dark Order one by one, saying, I'm going to keep taking them out until you give me my match against Adam Page. Gives a reason for the heel turn. Gives a reason for him to beat the shit out of the Dark Order for a month and a half. And then, boom, finally, fine. I'll give you your title match. Boom. There you go. There's your selling point for Revolution. Go right ahead. couple things I'd like to add in. Number yeah. one,
0: what also doesn't help things with the way they set this up, you also have already been pre-promoting... A show that's fucking named Battle for the Belts. Yeah. There was no need to run. Like, like, granted, I would like to have saved it for the Q1 pay per view too, but you at least could have saved it for the fucking show that's for the fucking belts. Like, you didn't have to put it on a random dynamite right before the end, right before the holiday season. You could have fucking at least waited a few more weeks and put it into one of your first broadcast shows of 2022. You know why they put
1: it on that night? There's one was reason really, they put it on that night. Was there even
0: anything special
1: going on that I don't know about? Because they did Winter is Coming last year, the same week, and it was the week Sting fucking came by, and it was the first night they hit over a million viewers. Oh, who gives a fuck? Um,
0: and then the, the other thing is, I feel like another way they, they fucked they fuck this up, was that, whoa, click, click. Um, the other thing that, I feel like the, uh, another way they fucked this up with Daniel, uh, with Danielson,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they could have done a whole lot more than just him beating the shit out of them in matches. Yeah. Like, why couldn't you have had him attacking them backstage or maybe just showing random clips backstage of random Dark Order members being laid out and being found laid out? Like, they're, they're, yeah. like you severely hamstrung the angle the, because you 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 the program by limiting it to only in ring work to begin with
1: right
0: right yeah I, I don't know it's just the, the whole execution was just fucked from right. from day one
1: well i mean there's a reason they didn't do it that way number one because they don't have brains but number two it's because that's how every AEW feud starts is interview backstage <sighs> and someone gets jumped or interview on the stage and someone gets jumped or that's literally own- look go back Go back and watch every episode of Dynamite for the last six months. That is how oh, every yeah. feud has started. Cold match, jumped.
0: I oh, yeah. yeah. Like, the perfect example right now would be Eddie Kingston and whatever the fuck they're doing with him and the uh, 2.0, is it? Yeah, 2.0. 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, well, yeah.
1: Um,
0: yeah. That's, like, the perfect example right now because Eddie has nothing to do without John with him. Um...
1: Well, they were going to put she- him with fucking Jericho. Jer- Jericho wanted to climb onto him, and then Jericho went off on tour.
0: Right. Um. Yeah. I just, I, There's just a whole lot not making sense here. So now the question becomes, there's a couple questions that come out of this. Um. Now you have a title picture where you have no fucking clue where to go between here and that Battle of the belt show in a few weeks, because that's what? I want to say that's not the
1: first. one? It's is January. It the 8th. It's the it's the second. Oh right. it, it, Oh wait. Right. It's a month. Saturday show.
0: That's right. It's a Saturday yeah. show. I forgot about that. It's the Saturday. It's the view doing one. day one. Yeah. Um. Like like you have, you have less than three weeks to figure out a fucking challenger. Like where, like where do you go now? Like are we just you really gonna throw a cupcake at at Adam Page and say, hey, he had a successful title defense. Good for him. Like, <laughs> like, 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 like what are we gonna do? We're we gonna we're gonna we're gonna silly bring Sonny Kiss out of the YouTube shows and say, here, you face Adam Page. Like, what the fuck are we doing here?
1: Right. They're yeah, they're gonna give they're gonna give him a freaking they're gonna give him some random ass person who's gonna win a fucking battle royal or some shit. Like, and it, it's gonna it's it's fucking dope. It'll do it'll be some shit like they'll have him face Wardlow and just kill Wardlow's heat.
0: That's funny. I was thinking Wardlow, or they might just throw one of the men of the year at him for no fucking reason, like Pager Sky. Because they're yeah.
1: no, yeah. No, I could see I could now. see him facing Wardlow because Wardlow's starting to get a baby face pop from the crowd. Have Sean Spears cost Wardlow the match and then have Wardlow beat the fuck out of Sean Spears and leave the fucking pinnacle.
0: Which has been kind of been the prevailing thought for a while now actually. Um yeah. Um I'd prefer to not talk about this championship picture anymore and go on to the notes you have. So go ahead whenever you're ready with uh, the notes yep. you have from dynamite.
1: But yeah, I, I do I do remember right when the draw happened, I went on Twitter, I was like, and that's how you lose a fan base. Cause the casual fan that turned in for that is not going to come back. They're not. Yep. Like your tried and true are going to be like, no green great in the world. Oh my, God. oh my God! Oh my God! That match was so fucking amazing. Yeah, fine. I bet, all- yeah. bet
0: their true fans had a lot of cleaning to do off their computer screens.
1: Yeah, dude, there was some dude who put up a thing with stats of like how many strikes Danielson hit and how many strikes fucking Page hit and how they many fed, minutes Danielson had submissions on. There was a fan on.
0: that kept CompuBox numbers like at the fucking Tyson fight. Are we really being serious here?
1: Yep. I just, I saw it and I wrote, I was like, someone please tell this dude that free porn exists and he doesn't have to leave the computer desk he's already, d- desk he's already at. Please, someone.
0: Oh my God.
1: Go ahead. Yep. Yep. So, <sighs> yeah. So, so then we go, what do you call it? So then we get Wardlow doing shit and Spears steals his fucking heat again. Then we get fucking the, 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 the for no reason, we get the we get the promo build of Ty Conti and Penelope <laughs> Ford for a submission match on Rampage, because that's a match I want to see fifteen times. Mm. But, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and then like I just remember because I remember you know AEW's whole thing about we don't recycle matches. Yet yeah, this was like the fourth time in two months we've seen Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb.
0: They're trying to build this, like, the big feud within the division, basically.
1: That's nice. Then we get another fucking hook recap, like we fucking needed one. MJF got the promo line of the night when he called CM Punk the new Ryback. I loved that. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. You didn't hear that? that. No, I need to go find that promo. Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: because basically MJF, like, (sighs) because, like, MJF, like, basically, like, dug at Punk, yo, because Punk was like, oh, you came out here, you insulted my, yo, 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 whatever, and uh, he basically said MJF always hits low-hanging fruit, and he was like, he was just like, I hit low-hanging fruit. You came out in Long Island, was just like, hey, your hockey team sucks, like anyone gives a fuck. He was just like, he was just like, and then he's just like, what do you do? You come out here and you beat a string of low level, of, of low level mid carters, uh, you know, for, for the last two months, he was like, that doesn't make me a less, uh, a less uh, entertaining Miz. That makes you the new Ryback (laughs) because he's fucking right. And then, so then we get fucking, we get the main event. Which the main event was MJ was MJF versus Dante Martin. Oh, the diamond final match. Yeah, the diamond ring fucking gimmick, because that's the that's the whole reason they have kept MJF out of the title picture for three fucking for for two and a half years now is because the, the dynamite diamond ring, where there was a fucking battle royal the first year, and then fucking he won it and then And then the guy who has it defends it each year. And so Dante Martin won the Battle Royal, which Dante Martin turned on Team Taz. I didn't even realize that. So he's a baby face again. Yeah. He joined Team Taz and then turned on them in the Battle Royal a week later. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) For no reason. No reason whatsoever. And so then... MJF and Dante Martin having the match and MJ like Dante Martin hits some flippy booze fucking shit and MJF is there next to the rope so MJF could very well just put his leg on his rope alone but no Ricky Starks comes out and Ricky Starks puts MJF's foot on the rope because Ricky Starks has to fuck over Dante Martin because Dante Martin fucked over Team Taz well done. and then of course Dante Martin goes bah, 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 and turns around and MJF fucking nails him and MJF wins and so now he's got three dynamite dynamite diamond rings and that's the excuse to keep him out of the title picture, is they keep giving him these fucking rings like it means something. Because they're they're hundred thousand dollar Hellsberg diamond rings. They're like they're like Vince's egg. <laughs> like I, I just want to see a meeting between MJF uh, and Vince. Like I'll give you two of these rings for your one egg. Like trading lunchables at fucking cafeteria at lunchtime. No, damn it. <laughs> But yeah, th- and so that's like, and th- and that's, and that was the, the cold end of the show was just MJF being like, ha ha, I win again. And like, which is you know, like, <laughs> right. like, obviously we're going to get MJF and Punk at Battle of the Belts, but this is going to be the test to see fucking what Punk's worth there. Is he going to be the guy that finally puts the fucking good, the, the, the fucking hot as fuck heel over? Or is it just going to be another fucking young kid that Punk beats for the fuck of it because he's there on his fucking Nostalgia Glory Days tour? That's going to be the fucking test. Because there is no reason why someone as hot as MJF has been, ta- has been purposely kept away from the title picture this long.
0: I, I have nothing. I have nothing. Um, I have nothing. All right. Two things, then we'll get to WWE stuff. Okay. Number one, um, she didn't directly tease it, but she was asked about it and kind of let the door open. So I want your thoughts on it. Okay. Would you be opposed? To a reunion between Serena Deeb and CM Punk.
1: Oh, the Stranger Society shit. I, yes. I don't think it serves a purpose.
0: Thank you. Glad we agree on that. That's number one. Number two. And this is the thing I teased you about before we started recording because I I almost <laughs> I almost was ready to throw something against the wall when I because I I saw this headline in my all right let me. Fuck it. Let me let me go back. I need to tell the proper story behind this. <laughs> so, if you recall, on episode twenty nine, our most recent episode of White Heat, uh, we discussed the whole internet headline of the week with this dude Hannibal, who's from Canada and was with WWE developmental, and then got dropped because he had Hep C and all this shit, and he was stabbing a referee in the head and all the shit. All right, so. The first news thread I saw about that before we recorded episode 29 was on Reddit. <laughs> so I decided might be a good idea for future shows. So I subscribed to the wrestling news thread on Reddit. Admittedly, a site, an app I had never used before this. So I was like, let's just see what where in the rabbit hole this leads me down. I didn't read anything. I just signed up for the email blast, basically. So I get one of those emails. Uh, Let's see what what this email was. I want to say it was yesterday. It was... Yes, this email blast came last night, actually. And the top headline I have, because I... I subscribe to wrestling and then a couple other things like like sports related stuff because I'm a sports fan, so fuck it, why not? The headline is a quote by Ty Conti <laughs> about Brody Lee's son. Are you sure you're ready for this, JJ? Are you ready for this?
1: It's ready as I'm gonna be.
0: Now, remind you, let me preface it with this
1: like before, bro.
0: Can you tell me? I honestly <laughs> don't know this, but I could take a guess, probably. Yeah. Would you like to remind the fan base of White Heat how old Brody Lee Jr., aka Negative One, is?
1: Isn't he 12 right now?
0: In that ballpark. In that ballpark, I believe. I could be wrong. So, here, this is a direct quote from Ty Conti. This is not made up shit. It's in an article. That it links to an article on Wrestling Inc. That was posted yesterday. She was being interviewed by a meet uh, a podcast, another podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name the podcast because we don't give that kind of shine here.
1: Was it my mom's basement? That's an no. actual podcast.
0: No, it's not. <laughs> um, so they brought up to. Uh, they brought up her close bond with both of Brody's sons, Nolan and Brody Jr.
1: Okay.
0: And so she talks about the relationship with them, blah, 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 blah. Um, specifically, talk about uh, negative one, we'll just call him.
1: Yep.
0: Nine years old, by the way. She revealed that in the interview. I just noticed.
1: Oh, nine. That's right. That's okay. right, he's not even... Yeah. Okay. Here's the fucking quote. Quotes.
0: Brody is always helping me because anytime I have an interview or a backstage promo, he's always with me like, what do you want to say? Let me help you with the English. <laughs> She's being helped with her promos. By a nine-year-old <laughs> nine 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 old nine child.
1: <laughs> fuck me. Nine and years old. Wonders, it, let the fuck go. Oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> this is what we've come to. Ah. We come to AEW having people on their shows that get their promos written by nine-year-old children.
1: I need, I need, I need promo advice. Well, we got Jake Roberts, Tully Tully Blanchard, and Arn Anderson. All three of them are amazing at promos. I'm gonna go talk to the nine-year-old. Oh God. Oh. I need help enunciating English. Well we got Cesaro over here. He can help you. I'ma go talk to a nine-year-old. I don't know what's
0: I don't know what's more ridiculous here. The fact that it happens or the fact she admitted it on a fucking podcast. Right. Oh my god. I, I can't. I just... I can't. Like...
1: <laughs> Not to mention, like... Just because his dad was a wrestler doesn't mean he has any experience in the fucking no. Business. No, it doesn't.
0: No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't.
1: <sighs> but, like... If you want to talk to someone whose dad was a wrestler, you got Cody right there. <laughs> are
0: you laughing at the are you laughing at the fact that Cody's there and she goes to the kid or are you laughing at the fact that you just mentioned you could go to Cody?
1: Both <laughs> I don't know. Well that's a that's a that, that that's a that's a, that's a well, if you have two choices. There's one two doors in front is... of you. One leads to Cody, one leads to a nine-year-old. To,
0: to contradict something I said earlier, one of these things is just like the other. Um, <laughs> Eddie Hooser! Alright, now that we've gotten a good laugh out of things, let's go, <laughs> let's go, over, to, um, let's go over to some WWE stuff because I'm glad I got you in a good mood. I'm glad I got you in a good mood before we got to WWE. Um... So here's the first thing I want to bring up. Because I am... I'm feeling indifferent about this. I'm not sure whether they love it or hate it. But I want to bring it up. Okay. The stuff they're doing with Austin Theory and Vincent Kennedy McMahon.
1: Yeah. I'm...
0: One time to me was funny. But now that it's becoming a thing.
1: It's sad. I'm...
0: uh, I don't know whether to feel angry at Vince or sad for Austin. Like I'm or both like I'm
1: like there was a, there was one time where working were having screen time with Vince either as a foil or with you gave you a rub. That time has passed
0: by 15 years. Right, maybe less, but you get my point.
1: Yeah, but yeah, the, but the time has passed. And Vince just doesn't want... the. Vince has become what he despises. Vince has become the old veteran wrestler who thinks he's still over. Oh my god, yes. And Vince. he's not. Thank you. He's become the that. thing... He, he, that's that Stabbing Westward song. He has become the thing he hates.
0: Thank you. Thank you for saying that. <sighs>
1: And I mean, and and I know that he has good intentions because he obviously sees something in Austin Theory, which is smart because the kid is a fucking prodigy. Correct. And thank God Vince sees that. Because, you know, the kid fucking I like first time I saw fucking Theory on the Andes, I knew he was going to be a fucking star one day. I'm just glad that Vince sees that, too. But Vince doesn't need to be on TV to be part of that. Just. All you got to do is fucking tell the creative team. This is the kid I want to strap my rocket to in the next 12 to 16, 12 to 18 months. Do not do anything stupid with this kid. Yes. All he has to fucking do. Yet there's Vince yet. With him. <laughs> like literally oh. you could do, you could have just done that one first time where Austin theory wants to impress Vince McMahon and then Vince slaps him or whatever, and then have, just uh, Austin go off to do the shit with Finn Balor to set the program and just start running from there and have Vince never appear again until the fucking day when like Austin wins his first singles title and have Vince come out and be like, I told you you could do it kid. Yeah. And that would have been enough because right now, so basically everyone's like, Oh, Austin theory, like they're trying to make Austin theory, the next rock or, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is the same mistake that Vince made with Drew McIntyre. Mhm. Remember Drew he came out he anointed him the chosen one and Drew was nowhere near ready for that at the time.
0: Oh god no.
1: Drew was like yo Drew Drew has come leaps and bounds and Drew is amazing now. But back then Drew was not ready for anything. He nope. he hadn't grown into his body, he was clunky, he couldn't talk. Like he needed worldly seasoning. He didn't even have a look yet. He was right. just—he was tall, but that was—that
0: was fucking it.
1: Yeah.
0: But oh like he's, man,
1: he's, Vince is making the same mistake with Austin Theory that he did with, with Drew. So it's like, okay, so if you want Austin Theory to be champ in twenty thirty-five, sure.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, that's. Um. Yeah. Um the other thing from Raw that I think is worth addressing is can we just agree they have made a complete fucking mess of this title match at day one. Told you it was gonna happen. Like they they, they took the bit of good they had with E and Seth Mm -hmm. and decided to complicate matters massively.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because this is essentially their way of saying we don't know what the fuck to do with Kevin Owens to try and make him stay. We don't know what the fuck to do with Bobby because... We don't have any way that could probably challenge Bobby right now from a physical standpoint. So mm-hmm. let's just fucking throw them all into the picture anyways. Yep. So what they're essentially doing saying is, "Yes, yeah, Seth, you'll get a one-on-one, but not right now. Yeah. That's the first thing they're saying. The second thing they're saying is, we're so def- desperate to keep you, Kevin, that we wanted- we're just going to throw you with this title match for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. And what they're saying to Bobby is, we don't know what the fuck to do with you, so fuck it. You're still in the title picture, kind of, sorta. Um, and then what they're saying to Biggie is, we just want to make your title reign look less and less meaningful.
1: Well, no, because they're gonna have Biggie go over because it's one babyface and three heels in the same match. It's the babyface overcoming the odds. Lashley is in there purely because they don't know what the fuck else to do with him right now. Owens. I believe they put him in there because of the contract negotiations, but not because we want to put you to keep you happy to try to negotiate the contract more. I think it was, if you are deciding to leave, at least we're going to have you go out on top. You know, it's better to burn out than to fade away. So your last program is a title program. It's the same courtesy. They extended to Danielson. like, they were like, if you're going to leave at least, we're going to keep you at main event stock. So if you do decide to leave, you at least don't look bad, but Owens is smart and knew where the money, where, where the smart money is. So he said, I'm resigning and to that. And, and that's the other reason why now it's a four way. Cause now what do you call? Well, they, the, the four way method works because like I said, you got one baby face and three heels. The baby face is going to go over. That's basic logic on wrestling. But now you've got the entire internet going, oh, well, Owens resigned, so they're going to put the belt on him. Owens resigned for three years. They're not going to slap the belt on him now. <laughs> they know they get another three years out of Owens. They'll be like, With the fucking... and I'm sure Owens doesn't need to be the top fucking guy. I'm pretty sure Owens is taking the route that Miz has where I'm a company man, I'm always on TV, my family's fed, they got a roof over their heads. I'm good. you're muted.
0: sorry, God damn it um yeah that's <laughs> a long that's the long and short of it. um yeah, I'm just I don't know the the picture's just weird, obviously biggie's gonna win. We all know that it's just it's just weird. I don't know um. By the way, take a look at the rest of day one real quick on the Raw side. Mm-hmm. Edge versus Miz, which will be good. Kind of came out of nowhere, but will be good. And then you have the Becky and Liv rematch for the Raw Woman's title. Uh. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Um, SmackDown side. We have Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss, because that's <laughs> what the fuck we want to see. Ah. Um, The Usos versus the New Day for the SmackDown tag titles. And then obviously the one thing that's good about SmackDown these days, um, Roman and Brock for the Universal title. Now, this is what we really need to get into. I... Why do I have a weird feeling about this right now?
1: That uh that everything that happened on Friday was a ruse. That's the that's one of two ways I'm leaning
0: on right now. Um there's two ways of I've I'm thinking about this. One, yes, that Roman and Heyman are setting up Brock for massive disappointment on New Year's Day. Which could lead to something at Rumble, I'm assuming, to fill time. Or fill the gap leading to mania. The second side of it being um, it's not a ruse, but they get lazy and try to somehow stretch this for mania, which is not at all what anybody's been talking about or wanting for this coming year's mania at all. (laughs) Everybody who's anybody for months has been saying just fucking give us Roman and Dwayne. Just fucking do it. That's all That not, not that's not all anybody's been saying. That's what a lot of people, though, have been fucking saying. Just fucking do the obvious. Give us Roman and Dwayne and call it a day. Is the foresight there, though, to not fuck this up?
1: There is. And the only reason is because you figure once day one hits, it's a new year. And you need to look at Brock's contract for twenty twenty two. How many it's matches a new year. Kind of yes, time. it is. <laughs> you have to look at how many matches he signed for that year, because how many matches did Brock have this year? He had. Not was he many. at Mania? He wasn't at Mania. He was at Crown Jewel. He was at like matches. I'm, gonna stop. I'm saying matches, not appearances. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm, so
1: Crown Jewel, think... Survivor Series, right?
0: He was because he at... wasn't around
1: for the Thunderdome era.
0: Hold on. So tw- oh my god. There's no way he only wrestled one match in twenty twenty one.
1: Two right? Crown Jewel and Survivor Series.
0: Did he actually wrestle? He didn't wrestle at Survivor Series though, did he?
1: Oh no, that's right. He didn't wrestle no. Survivor Series. So he yeah, just the appeared. One
0: match. He appeared at SummerSlam, wrestled at Crown Jewel, and then he made an appearance in the Survivor one Series,
1: didn't he? One match, my I, my I seeing, yeah, that was his only match was Crown Jewel. Yep, exactly because he wouldn't, work, he, was, he wouldn't work during the Thunderdome era.
0: because right, he, he was, was of the world fans. Right, because he was in the
1: Rumble. In he was in the
0: Rumble in Houston, right when Drew won. He defended the title at Super Showdown against Ricochet in a minute and a half. Um, then lost to Drew at Mania
1: and disappeared.
0: Um, Because that was the very beginning of COVID. And then, yeah, he disappeared. Yep. And, yeah. Wow.
1: Because Brock refuses to work if there's no crowd.
0: Which I guess makes sense, I suppose.
1: So. He worked one match this year, which means next year, let's say, because judging by it, I would say that Brock probably has one of those contracts where he signed to do two to three matches a year. I'm thinking maybe he was signed to do two matches this year. One didn't happen and maybe they're going to roll it over into next year or they just said fuck it and they had to eat that fucking money and they're going to get Brock for two matches in 2022, in which case one of them is at day one. There's no way he's winning the title because they're not going to fucking have, they're not going to have him hold the belt just to know that he's going to drop it at fucking mania my guess is this is my ultimate guess on brock is he's going to what do you call it he's not going to he's not going to win the belt on day 1 and then somehow somewhere along the line they're going to build a program for not the title but for the internet jerk off match that everyone claims would be such a draw but Vince knows isn't a draw but he'll do it at Mania anyway because they're both old and they're both ready to go out to fucking pasture and they're not worth the money anymore. Brock versus Trashley. That'll be the special attraction match.
0: Didn't we already learn our lesson with, with LSD and Goldberg? Didn't we already learn that?
1: Yeah. But the internet won't stop clamoring for Brock and Trashley because they were both them and me guys. It was a cup of coffee. You and I know this. No, you and I know this. Tell that to them. So, like I said, it'll be the special attraction match at Mania this year, and then they'll both go away. It'll be it'll be Brock versus Goldberg. At media 20 all over again. Is is Bobby's contract coming up? He can't have that much time left on it and he can't be willing to keep going. He's in his late forties.
0: I know that, but.
1: And he's got nowhere to go. Like they gave him the title. He was the lowest drawing champion of all time. And I'm not talking about attendance gates because of COVID. I'm talking about TV ratings and pay and fucking streaming buys. He was the lowest rated champion of all time.
0: Holy shit. What? Be ready to shit your pants unless you already knew this. And I just am being a real fucking idiot. and Didn't know this. Do you what? know who Bobby Lashley is brothers with?
1: Oh, I, um, I keep forgetting.
0: Max Caster.
1: Yeah. I did
0: not know that. Sorry, yeah. I'm just... Yeah, I, I was looking up Lashley's contract and just randomly came across...
1: Yeah. I this, try to ignore wow. shit like that. Huh. I mean, I...
0: I would have never guessed that. Anyways, uh, um, yeah, all I can find is all I can find is his is the number on the contract. Huh. But yeah, I agree. There can't be a whole lot of time left on it.
1: Um, <sighs> but yeah, because and here's the other here's so getting back to Roman and Brock. Let's let's leave let's leave Trashley out Let's get back to Roman and Brock. All right. So here's where you need to realize something. Brock. Brock can't get over as a baby face. Mm. It's just it's not working. No one wants like it's like Brock gets the, the pop or whatever, but that's because he's a special attraction. Brock, no one likes Brock on a human level. He doesn't right. have that human connection with people. Well, yeah, we know that. Turning Heyman babyface is the dumbest thing in the world because then Cornette right. talked about it earlier. He was just like, Yeah, I, he's just like Cornette compared it to when he had to play babyface for that short time in Crockett and how it just didn't work. Some people cannot be a babyface, especially as a manager. Like I will, I will attest. I have been a heel manager almost my entire career, except for Two appearances at fucking Wrestle Jam. Did I do what I had to? Yes. Was, was I able to pull it off? I hope so. But some people are just, you know, like, like Tito Santana will always be a baby face. Managers especially, like some can fluctuate back and forth, but some are just, they are better as one than they are as the other. And I, don't, and I don't see Heyman being a sympathetic babyface. Like, the only time Heyman could have been a sympathetic babyface is right when ECW closed its doors. Yeah. Like, that would have been the only time. But, like, you can't just... You can't. It won't work. And, no. like, what are you going to do? What Like, you've still got Heyman under contract. You're not going to put Heyman with another midcard guy because that never works. Like as much as they want to work him making the make the new Paul Heyman guy. It didn't work. Didn't work with fucking Curtis Axel, which sadly cuz that that should have, but it didn't work. Obviously right. it didn't work with fucking Ryback. Like Cesaro.
0: Just,
1: Cesaro? Right, exactly. Like the shit just didn't work. Heyman is a fucking heel and he's a main event heel. Like you have to put him with someone who is already established in the main event. So, and my guess is with the track record of Paul Heyman as being a heel is he always double crosses who you want to win. It doesn't have to mes- necessarily be the baby face, but he always double crosses who you want to win. Like when he double crossed Brock with big show, when he double crossed RVD with big show, <laughs> like, like all that shit, like, so I could very well see it day one. I could, I could, I could very well see Heyman like crawling back to Brock on SmackDown this week and Brock telling him to fuck off. And then Heyman begging and pleading and fucking like next on for next week or whatever. And Brock say, Oh no. Cause they already taped, they already taped Christmas Eve's episode. Um, but yeah, uh, but, you know, begging and pleading and Brock, you know, Brock finally saying yes, you know, because Brock and very will say like he was never my advocate. I just said that to get into your head and yada, yada and make Roman look like a fool. And then everyone's like, ooh, Brock's got the upper hand on Roman, both mentally and physically and blah, 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 blah. And then have Heyman come out with Brock and have Heyman do the fucking turn, have Heyman help fucking Roman win. And then Roman is ultra
0: fucking heel. Hey, you know what's funny about this? Yeah. Name another time in Brock's career where we ever said Brock had a mental advantage? Right. Like <laughs> never. Absolutely <laughs> never. <exactly>. never. <laughs> right. Because it was always Haven. Haven. Right. was the braid. He was the broad. And all of a sudden, we we there's the the potential of saying Brock had the mental,
1: like what right. the fuck. And so like, yeah, so then like Brock, you know, Brock thinks he's King shit of fuck mountain. And then Heyman ends up screwing him in the end. And then you got there. You, know, you stupid corn fed country farmer country. Absolutely means dumb. Take your overalls, go back to Canada, get the fuck off my Island. Like there's your next fucking two months worth of programming. Like, that's the only logical way they can go in this.
0: They could say all the words you just said. That would be amazing. (laughs) Um, I
1: don't
0: know. Um,
1: Yeah, they pre-taped SmackDown this week.
0: I'm really not sure I really want to talk about this. I don't think I really have a fucking choice. Um... Oh,
1: NXT. um, Oh, my God. Go ahead. So much what the fuck.
0: Specify a little more, please.
1: The whole show. Like we got Grayson Waller establishing himself as Mr. Big Heel, which number one. Hey, look, there's footage of Johnny Gargano. Oh, hold on. I got to do my weekly WWE.com check. Because they had the footage of Johnny Gargano in there and well, gee, you know, if he wasn't coming back, then they wouldn't be showing that shit. But so they've got Grayson Waller out to be the giant fucking heel. And then like he goes, like he goes into the fucking um goes into the fucking locker room and Braun Breaker's like, you're not allowed in here. Like, so Braun Breaker's back to being a babyface for no reason. Basically. And then they go and they have fucking so they 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 set up the Tony D'Angelo versus fucking uh Pete Dunn shit, like I said. Huh. Um oh, what the fuck was it? They they injured Cora Jade to keep her out of the title picture. Mm-hmm. Cameron yeah, Grimes pride... wins an ODQ match. Yep.
0: They really want to make something out of oh, Ivy Oh shit! Nile they finally I moved him I... off.
1: They finally moved O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano off of the off of the main roster, off of the active roster. Huh. Took them long enough.
0: They really want to make something out of this Ivy Nile chick, don't they?
1: And yeah, just not digging it. And they're apparently they're going to continue this charade with fucking. Uh, Zion Quinn and Blagato. Mm-hmm. um, fucking it, it was just like the whole show is a whole bunch of rigmarole and nothing. And then so we have Braun Breaker against fucking um, Roddy. Roddy, it's not for the title, even though last week they were like, "Oh, we raised, we took the limit off the title." Right. So it's not for the belt. Then what does it matter that you said you took the weight limit off of it? So then you have Braun beat Roddy and now Braun is supposedly a baby face again because he kicked Waller out of the locker room. And yeah, so he still wants to challenge Tommaso and Tommaso is a baby face, but you have Tommaso Pearl Harbor fucking Braun and give him the Willow's Bell on the belt to end the show. Right. That made no fucking sense on any level. Like I just don't fucking get it. And I am so sick. The family and Fred's crowd has to fucking go. I, I i I say it every fucking week, but I am so fucking sick of it. You have a bunch of people who are not wrestling fans who are just cheering for their friends. I'm fucking mm-hmm. sick of it. And this, yeah. it reminds me of something that I had to deal with back in the day when we fucking when we would do weekly fucking internet TV tapings. And Ariel, the Portuguese princess, is our women's champion. Yep. She was a heel. She would literally, like, one time we were taping promos for the fucking, like, upcoming shows, and she was just like, my name's Ariel, and I'm a heel. And walked off. Like, <laughs> it was funny. But Ariel was a heel, and we were pushing her as a fucking monster heel. And when we were running other shows, when we were running spot shows, it was working. We're in Waterbury and there's a contingent of these fucking Portuguese guys who were so in love with her that they fucking show up and there's fucking 12 of them in the back row. She comes out and they're waving a Portuguese flag and cheering the fuck out of her. And it killed the momentum of keeping her as a fucking heel. Because not only that, but then the other chick who she would be facing come out, who would be the sweetest baby face in the world. And they would boo the fuck out of her. And it pissed me off because there were fucking two kids in that group of fucking guys that wanted to be students at the school. They wanted to be fucking, they wanted to become wrestlers. And I, and like, they helped out with ring crew and shit. And I fucking told them after one, TV, I was like, listen. You're fucking killing the edge by fucking cheering for her. Like, I understand you like her because she's Portuguese, but you're completely killing the fucking edge by doing this shit. And the kid got all fucking indignant and pissy at me and went home and literally went on his keyboard on the local message board and blew up my shit about how much of a fucking asshole I am and how I disrespect the fans and all this shit. And what it ended up doing, it made me the biggest heel in the fucking company. And I ran with that shit.
0: He inadvertently helped you while hurting you. That's cool. Exactly. Uh, um, that's funny. Um, so I'm just going to run through quick, and then you can give your piece on anything if you want. This is the I've set up for NXT coming up this week. We've got Loomis against Trick Williams, apparently. Yep. So I think this is Trick's first match since being yep. on TV, like right? Match.
1: You have the tag match
0: um, of color. Oh, right. But, man, eh, Singles, we'll say. Um,
1: yeah.
0: We get Dunn and Tony D'Angelo because we've been really waiting for that. Mm-hmm. Um, GYV, who just lost to Kushida and Ido, I believe it was.
1: Euro. Um Jacket Euro, time. Thank you. Uh,
0: now they got to face the Creed brothers. God bless their souls. Um, the-
1: yeah, because that's and- heels versus heels.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And then we're going to get Raquel and Dakota kind of street
1: fight again. Yeah. Cause you know, cause they got to do that. And the, and so Harland had his first match and they, they turned him into the monster that's like the, the monster that's loose and started beating the fuck out of everyone. They had him beat the fuck out of Brian Kendrick and throw him down a flight of stairs. Like oh, at least right, that was right, good. Yeah. yeah. Like at least they're doing that correctly.
0: Oh, we have one saving grace. That's good.
1: Yeah. You know, <sighs> now all they got to do is lead to Joe Gacy not being able to control him anymore. Like completely like cause Gacy, like, you know, because like they had him like where you beat him. And Gacy's just like, are you better now? And Harlan's like, no. And he's like, well, then beat him up some more. Like, <laughs> but there's going to get to that point where he's not going to be able to control the monster
0: anymore. They're, they're going to do the Dr. Frankenstein angle. That's lovely.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're um, oh, apparently we're, we're that new bitch in the tennis skirt. Oh. The so like the promos for oh, well, like um, Tiffany, whatever. I'm a rich daddy's girl. No one wants to see yeah. that shit because it's not 1993 Right. Oh. But um, Jesus, like trip. I'm telling you, after the holidays are done and trips goes back to work, shit's gonna change. We'll see. Because the well, first be thing trips perfect. gonna do is he's gonna sit, he's gonna sit HBK down and go, what the fuck are you letting them do down here? Because HBK was just like, "Oh no, it's still the regular crew that has it." Just, oh you know, it's still us running it. I'm like, "Well, then it's your fucking fault, motherfucker."
0: can cross our fingers and hope. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you got anything else? I mean, I that's all the stuff I got. Anything else you got?
1: As far as wrestling, um, actually, there's one thing I wanted to note that I saw this morning. Uh, Maven Bentley is officially retiring. Really? A lot of people aren't familiar with them, but Maven Bentley has had a lot to do with combat zone wrestling over the past. At least decade. Uh, he's, he's a personality of sorts, uh, done some announcing, done some, you know, promo work and stuff, but he has a lot of behind the scenes production stuff for combat zone. Uh, does a lot of their like insurance stuff. Um, but yeah, he said that, uh, last night was his final show and he's, uh, going off to, to focus on some new career stuff. And, uh, you know, he's, he, he doesn't hate the wrestling business. He loves everything he's done in it. He thinks he's leaving it better than he found it. Uh, uh, he helped to, like, get a lot, what do you call it, like, just get people in. But, uh, yeah, just uh, 20 years and hanging up and, you know, he's he's okay with it. He's not bitter. It's, 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 it's a good thing, you know. Sad to see him go, but glad that he's doing it on his own terms.
0: Yeah. That's the that's way really the best case scenario, honestly, when it comes to the business is going on your terms and, you know, some they'll get that opportunity and for him to have it, that's good on them. So good on Maven. Happy for him. Exactly. Um, yep. All right. So.
1: And I have one other story.
0: 30. Oh, I said ahead. I have go one ahead. other wait, story. Wait. Sorry. So, sorry. yeah, was...
1: it's all right. But that's why I wanted wanted to leave it to the end, because, you know, if I start rambling that way, you can just cut me off. <laughs> but so, um. Fucking stupid ass Facebook memories. It's actually something popped up that wasn't even in my memories because I didn't have Facebook at the time. Mm-hmm. But some 12 years ago today. Uh for those of you watching the, the actual like YouTube version, you just notice I'm wearing a hat. I don't do that. Like I usually have my skull cap or whatever. Uh right. so what happened was um what happened was uh, December of 09, a friend of mine, uh, she gave me an invite to come down to see her family and her husband and all that stuff, um, for Christmas party. And, uh, you know, just, you know, cause I needed, you got that. I, I wasn't in a good place up here. I needed to get away for a couple of days. So she gave me an open invite and I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. So I was actually able to find tickets on the ticket exchange I got some really good fucking seats for like 75 bucks a piece. Um, So I was like, well, fuck it. You know, two birds with one stone. Ha- they have a home game that weekend. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go down and fucking see an old friend and catch a Panthers game. And plus, like, you know, just, you know, just get away. I'm like, hey, North Carolina is warmer than Connecticut. And boy, was I wrong. Because... For those of you that can remember things, December 20th, 2009, there was a giant blizzard that hit the East Coast. So you see, I had this smart plan. I was going to leave on Friday. late, I was going to get out of work on Friday. I was going to take a nap. I was going to leave late Friday night, drive through the night, get to North Carolina in the morning, check into my hotel, sleep for a few hours. Go to the Christmas party and go to the, uh, what do you call it? Um, Or was it Thursday night that I left into Friday? That might have been it. Yeah, Thursday night and Friday because it was a Saturday game. Yeah. So Thursday night into Friday, then blah, 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 go to the Christmas party. Then Saturday, go to the game, then drive home Sunday. So I'm on my way down. I left at 10 o'clock at night in my friggin' Subaru station wagon and uh freaking headed down. And uh I actually, it was, I, I had a, I still had a Tom Tom GPS at the time. So it has your estimated time on it of arrival. And I remember going 110 down the highway because there was no one on the highway. And I cut like an hour off of my time. <laughs> so I stopped in Hershey PA at about 5. AM to get gas. I was like, Oh, snow flurries. 6 a.m. as I hit Virginia, dead stop, blizzard, plow trucks on the side of the road. No one's moving. Me sitting there in my car with an MP3 player full of audiobooks going insane. I will cut out all of the details, but just suffice to say, I was supposed to get to North Carolina at 9 a.m. I rolled into my hotel at ten thirty pm. I was in my car for almost twenty five hours.
0: God damn!
1: There were times. <laughs> there were times when I was on the road. Where like they took us off the highway and I saw the photos because I had a digital camera at the time. This is before a cell phone. Uh well, I had a cell phone, but it was before, you know, really good pictures on a cell phone. So I had yeah. a digital camera, and i still got the pictures where they shut down the highway because you just saw a hill going up and 18 wheelers just like scattered all over the place. So there was a there was a point where like I was like taking side roads because thank god I had a GPS. It was a rarity back then and I was just like, and like all the highway on ramps were closed and shit. And there was one highway on ramp that was open. I don't think it was supposed to be open. Cause I got onto that thing and I was the only person on the highway and I'm in the Appalachians and I'm on like a two lane highway that hasn't really been plowed looking over a cliff with a fucking barrier like this high it would. it was, it was a very strange experience. It was one of those, like, you thank God you're still alive at the end of it. It yeah. kind of really think, puts things into perspective. Uh, Cause I, like, I, I, I was actually talking to my friend this morning about it was cause I was like, I wasn't in a good place at the time. And like, I was having really bad thoughts and that trip down made me realize like when I don't want to die comes in my head, like, it may have taken something catastrophic to do it, but at least it was right. there. Yeah. So I finally get down. So I missed the Christmas party, obviously, <laughs> but I checked in the hotel and she actually worked for Marriott at the time. So I got the hotel for the employee rate at like 30 bucks a night. Oh, nice. Yeah, exactly. We go the next day. We went out to breakfast. That was my first time with Bojangles stopped at a Krispy Kreme, stopped at a Sonic because we didn't have Sonic up here yet. Mm hmm. Did all that shit went to the went to the game that night, and that's where I got this hat. Uh, so yeah, I've had this uh, Panther's hat for twelve years today. And yeah, I know my team ain't doing that well this year, but I don't freaking leave my team when they need when they need us the most. But yeah, that was a good game. They played the Vikings and they sacked Brett Favre like nine times.
0: <laughs> Screw Brett. Not a fan of Brett.
1: Yeah, so, but it was, it was a, but it was a good night. And here's the weird thing: here's so the whole fucking blizzard and shit. I go to sleep that night. I wake up in the morning. Everything's melted away. Everything. Damn. Because it was sixty-five degrees in North Carolina. Oh, that would make sense. So like when I got there, there was snow all over the place. I woke up in the morning, gone.
0: Hmm. <laughs> so the stadium probably just looked like nothing happened. St-
1: oh yeah, stadium was great. It was it was it was chilly for them because it was like forty five degrees. You probably walked
0: out with shorts, was like, this is nothing.
1: I was in my jersey and my leather jacket. I was fine.
0: <laughs> Bunch of wusses anyways but yeah yeah that's a pretty cool story but i i would never i i would have lost my mind i would have lost my goddamn mind
1: dude i was i was delirious sitting in a car i was living i was stopping at every gas station and they like this is before lipton sweet tea was a thing up here but they had it Uh in every gas station down there so i drank like six one liter bottles of lipton sweet tea so I was just running off sugar and listening to the audiobook of fight club. My brain was not there.
0: <laughs> mm, guess So damn. <laughs> well, that's a hell of a story. I don't wait in the show. I like that story. Damn. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that being said, uh, that wraps up episode 30 of white heat. Holy cow. Um, yeah. Uh for those of you who are celebrating, enjoy the the Christmas holiday coming up in the on the week over the weekend, as we're recording this on Monday, December twentieth yep. of 2021. And oh, I didn't mention I want to bring this up real quick at the end of the show. Um so the reason I was busy this weekend yep. is because I um I set a purse record for the most basketball games I PA in Now I was a PA announcer for over the course of a three day span, we did 18 games between Friday night and all day Saturday and Sunday.
1: Jesus.
0: Um, it was a coaches versus cancer holiday showcase event to raise funds to the American Cancer Society. Oh, nice. And my, myself and the event coordinator are proud to reveal that um, we are going to be sending the American Cancer Society a nice check with a donation of over $10,000. So, Sweet. um, we have all uh, the people of the upstate New York area to thank for that. And uh, we're hopefully going to be able to make this an annual thing. And, uh, yeah, so I'm very, very happy to say that because uh, ACS is something that I hold very near and dear to my heart um, with having lost a few family members to various forms of cancer. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. And I, th- I thought it was a, a, a good way to, uh, you know, start off the holiday the the holiday, uh, holiday weekend so absolutely um that will be said we thank you for tuning into white heat presented by <laughs> Media, sponsored by mohawk conda and john still supply for jj alexander for titus i'm brian katie and uh, enjoy your christmas if you're celebrating and uh, we'll catch you in the next episode episode 31 Till then enjoy adios
1: later